I moved to Savannah in July of 2022, and by the end of August 2022, I had secured my first Savannah speaking engagement. And when I tell this to people, there's one response that I get back more than any other. And it basically goes like this. What? You didn't know anybody in the Savannah area. You hadn't been living there, but for two months, how on earth did you get a speaking engagement that quickly? Rita, I have been living in XYZ City for years trying to get speaking, and I just don't have any luck. So if that's the same response that you have, or if you're trying to use speaking as a way to grow your business, this is an episode for you, because I am going to go over exactly what I did to get my first Savannah speaking engagement in only two months, but also how I use these same steps to secure many speaking engagements that help grow my business. Now, today isn't so much about getting paid speaking engagements as it is speaking in general in a way that will really help you grow, get clients, create more revenue, and I'm going to tell you exactly how I do that. So this episode is for you if you want to know more about using speaking to grow your business, specifically the things that you should be thinking about when securing a speaking engagement, the strategies used to actually secure them, then evaluating all of the speaking opportunities that will start flowing into you. And once you get them, how to leverage those speaking opportunities. So if you want to secure speaking opportunities to grow your business, to get more clients, to make more money and to leverage your time, then this is the episode for you. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because Because of Rita, 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 I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach, also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and vlogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show, where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. Speaking is a huge way that I grow my business. In fact, it's one of the number one strategies that I have always used to grow my business. A little bit of backstory, if you're new. If you're not new, don't worry. We're not going to dwell here very long. I was a business attorney for 13 years. But simultaneously with that, I ran a big singles group in the D.C. area. And from all of that, I ended up becoming a dating coach. So I left my career as a lawyer to become a dating coach. And that business grew very quickly. In fact, within three months, I had surpassed the salary that I was generating as an attorney. And I was successfully getting clients and running that business. And it was all built on the foundation of speaking. Speaking by far is one of the most powerful tools that you can use in your business. I'm not talking about paid speaking. I'm talking about speaking for, we we don't like to say speaking for free. We'll say speaking for no fee because you get so much value in those situations, especially at the start of your business. But honestly, at any point in your business to grow, to build, to get clients, to generate awareness. And here's why speaking is so powerful. It's one of the fastest ways to build trust with people. Think about it. They are usually in person. I mean, I know virtual speaking is a thing now, but let's say in person, sitting in a room with you, getting to know you, they're feeling your energy. They're getting to see you up close. They get to interact with you through the speaking engagement or before or after. They feel like they know you. 
because they usually do get to know you a little bit in these situations. They're excited, they hear what other people are saying, but more importantly, they're really just getting to experience you. And one of the things that's really important for people to want to hire you is that they like you and they trust you. And speaking helps check off so many of these boxes for people. They get to know who you are. They get to learn about your values and your personality and your energy. And then they also get to decide if they like you. Do they like everything they're learning about you? Can they trust you? Can they trust what you're saying? Because you're sitting there, you're giving them really good, valuable information. You're helping them understand it. You're helping them implement it. So they check that box and then they can trust that you're credible because you've been asked to speak to this group. So automatically that increases your credibility. So when we talk about no, like trust, seeing that you're an authority, getting to experience that you're an expert, getting to see that you're credible and really having that validated. But even more importantly, they're starting usually, depending on what you do, to get a taste of what it'll be like to work with you, to interact with you. So all of these things are happening very quickly while they're sitting there in this container hearing you speak. And because of that, the relationship with your audience builds quickly. And they're usually ready to move down what we call the client journey to the next stage quickly. And then on top of it, there's not just one person in that room. There are 10, 15, 30. There can be 100. There can be more. So that's happening in a leveraged way, one to many. For all of these reasons, speaking is such a great tool for your business. And so speaking is the number one way. I continue to build my business that I've always built my business. I just really enjoy speaking. But it's always come naturally to me. And in fact, approaching people and securing these speaking engagements does come a little more naturally to me than it does to other people. And so when I was asked this question, I've been asked it before, but it really wasn't until I moved to Savannah and got this speaking engagement within two months and had people say, shut the front door. See, I'm in the South now. So I say Southern things. I believe that's a Southern thing. Shut the front door, Rita. How on earth did you do that? You've got to tell me. And so I really wanted to share that with you. And everything that I tell you here is really what I've used all this time to secure other speaking engagements. And I will share this. I will share this personal thing. When I moved to Savannah, one of the things I was personally the most worried about was how long it was going to take me to get established and known enough that I could get more speaking engagements here in the city. Now, I can get speaking engagements other places. If you listened to the last episode, you heard that I just came back from PodFest in Orlando where I was speaking. But I really do love to speak in the city where I'm living. I love to participate in my community. It's very important to me. And I had been in the Northern Virginia, D.C. area since I, I can't remember when. I mean, I moved away for law school and I moved back in 2001. So from 2001 until 2022, I was living basically in the same area. I had deep relationships. I was, I will say, well-known, and I was able to secure many speaking engagements. And I was a little worried when I moved to Savannah that it was going to take longer than I was hoping or than I wanted to be able to build that back up. But as you know, true to form, what I would tell my clients to do, I did for myself and I did all my mindset work, and I really stepped into the fact that it all works out. It happens easily. And I backed the decisions that I was making, and, and basically, I made the decision. So the first thing, if I had to pull one action to help you get a speaking engagement, that helped me get this speaking engagement, is that I made the decision 
that I was going to get a speaking engagement. Done deal. I was like, I'm going to get a speaking engagement in less than 90 days when I'm in Savannah. See, you have to make the decision first. Until you make the decision, it's not really going to happen because anything can kind of sway you from that decision. If you see it's not working, if you hit an obstacle, it could very easily derail you. But once you've made the decision, that line in the sand, there's no turning back then it's easier to keep going because you've made that decision. It's a non-negotiable. So the first thing I did was decide. Now, the time frame I wasn't attached to. The real decision was I'm getting a speaking engagement. But putting a time frame on it helps you with the actions. It helps you kind of look at the quality and quantity of the actions that you're going to take to reach that goal and adjust them accordingly. But after you do that, you kind of have to detach from the outcome. You have to say, okay, I've made this decision. I've identified the actions that I'm going to take to help me achieve this goal. And then you detach from the timeline. You detach from how and you detach from when. Meaning it could happen by the time frame. But if it happened five days after the time frame that you set, are you really going to be that upset? And it may come from all of the actions that you're going to take. But it could be something unanticipated happens as a result of the actions that you're taking that can bring you a speaking engagement. And so we'll put that all as step number one, which is really you have to make the decision and you have to back that decision with action. But then you detach from the how and the when. So when I moved to Savannah, I made the guys. I almost said Chicago. If I say Chicago in this, I have no, I used to live in Chicago. I went to law school in Chicago. Savannah, I don't know why they sound the same to me. They are very different cities, guys, very different cities. Savannah is a lot warmer. I am in my flip-flops. I walked here today where I'm recording my podcast. It's like 72 degrees and it's February. So very different cities. So when I moved to Savannah, I made the decision of getting that speaking engagement. But then I had to back that decision with action. So what actions do I take both to get this specific speaking engagement, but how I also get speaking engagements in general? When I knew I was moving to Savannah, I knew that I was going to have to get established down here with different groups and organizations. So I started researching. What are the networking groups? Where do the entrepreneurs hang out? Where do the solo entrepreneurs hang out? What meetups exist for them? What associations have chapters here? what organizations have a presence here, what local civic groups are here for them. Like, where are they going? So I did the research on that. And then I started following these groups and organizations or joining them. So I joined meetup groups before I moved to Savannah. I followed on social media these chapters, these organizations, these associations that had members who were solo entrepreneurs. So I connected with them before I moved to Savannah and I started engaging with all of those accounts. So on a meetup, I might RSVP can't make this one, but I'm so looking forward to when I'm down there permanently and I'm able to attend. On Instagram, I was commenting on the posts that were being shared by all of these accounts that I followed. I created a close friends list and I didn't have my actual real close friends on it. I removed anybody who was listed as a close friend and only had these Savannah organizations, associations, everything that I was trying to keep an eye on so that I would be able to identify them very quickly and very easily. And also, so when I shared certain things and I shared it to close friends, they would see that they were a close friend and they would be curious. They would wonder why 
sometimes. Other times, it just helped me kind of go to the top of the stories, right? So when I talk about close friends and sharing, sidetrack, what I'm really talking about is Instagram stories. But anyway, so I was following these accounts on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Meetup. I was interacting with them. I was engaging with them. I was letting people know that I existed before I ever moved here. Facebook, there were certain groups. I started interacting in those groups, really letting people know I'm going to be moving here. I'm so excited so that people would just get curious about who I was. I wasn't even really talking about what I did unless it made sense. And they would just click and find out who I was. So that's the first thing I did before I ever moved to Savannah. And one other thing I did with those accounts is I started sharing some things from those accounts. So I would share to my own stories or to my feed. I found this organization in Savannah. I'm really excited to learn more about it and to dive into it. I'd love to know what's an organization in your area that you love. So I was highlighting them. I was spotlighting them. So I was engaging, spotlighting, reading their stuff, learning what I could about them, learning who their audience really was, learning about what they offered, all of their members or participants, the people who joined their meetups. What did they do? How did they do it? How often did they do it? Who were the organizers? Building that relationship, building that awareness before I ever moved. Another thing that I did was start following the people who followed those accounts because the people who followed those accounts were in Savannah and interested in all of that as well. So I started, I didn't just follow everybody, but I looked at their followers and then I would click And I would look at who the follower was and if the follower made sense for me to follow, if they were interesting, if I felt like we could be a collaborator, if I felt like they would be posting or or talking about things in the Savannah area that were really interesting to me, if I, as a business owner, anything like that, whatever the value was, collaboration, information, a potential client, if they were speakers in the area, any of that, I followed them as well because they saw me engaging on their accounts, because now that I was following them, I was engaging on their stuff. But then when they saw my face pop up on these other accounts that they were also following, so in the comments section or any other place, they also were kind of seeing me again. So to recap all of this real quickly, the decision, and then I identified the actions, and I detached from the timeline, and the actions started like this, finding, researching all of the right groups, meetups, associations, organizations, following them, joining them, whatever the right word is, depending on what they were, and engaging, commenting actively, participating on their polls, engaging in their stories, sharing their things, spotlighting their things, talking about them, talking about how excited I was to move there and engage with them, and then following people who also followed that same account. So those were the first actions that I started taking. Then, just like anything, I really had to identify what kinds of speaking engagements was I wanting to secure once I was in Savannah. And this was really easy for being new to the city. Any speaking engagement, because the goal was let people know Rita exists. How else are people going to know that I exist unless they're seeing me? They're becoming aware of me. I knew that in-person was one of the best ways to build relationships. I knew it was one of the best ways to build awareness, to get people to understand who I am, what I'm about, whether or not I'm the right fit for them, they would know. And Savannah is a relatively small town, so if they know me, chances are they'll meet other people who know me or they'll know people who will be right for me or whatever it is. But I just knew that speaking was the number one thing I had to do. And my goal wasn't to get clients. My goal was not to sell a passive income product. My goal was, I want people to know my name. 
Nobody here knew Rita made me do it. Nobody here knew Rita Goodrow. I wanted people to know what Rita made me do it was all about. So it was really anywhere. I want to speak anywhere. That was my goal. Now, at different times, my goal will be different. My goal may be I want to speak somewhere that I want to meet this particular kind of person with this particular kind of challenge. It may be that I want to speak at a location because it will help me really build my email list of all the types of clients that I work with. It may be that I want to speak to a group, not necessarily because it's the right group that will work with me, but because speaking at that group will get me visibility by some of the places and people that I want to be known by, or it will increase my credibility. So the the point of this is always set a goal for why you want the speaking engagement so that you can identify out of all of these places that you found the right ones to really go all in on. Because if you find 50 potential places and you're following them all and you're trying to engage with them all, that can be overwhelming and really hard to do. But instead, if you really kind of identify your top five or your top 10 and you dedicate your time and energy and attention into cultivating those relationships, learning who the organizer is and following the organizer on social media, like everything that you can do, you're going to have a way better return on that. But it's easier to pick who those five to 10 groups, meetups, et cetera, are going to be when you know why. When you know, why do I want the speaking engagement? Now, you might have a few different reasons and therefore a few different types of places that you're looking to speak at. But still, knowing your goal helps you focus where you're going to direct the strategy, where you're going to direct the relationship building and the networking. Now, the particular speaking engagement I got was with the Rising Tide Society. The Rising Tide Society is a national organization for creative entrepreneurs. I was very familiar with Rising Tide. I had interacted with other Rising Tide chapters, so I knew the organization, and I saw that they had Rising Tide Low Country, which is one of the chapters here in the Savannah area. For those of you who don't know, they call this area the Low Country area. I'm not 100% certain that Savannah is technically in Low Country, if I'm incorrect about that, someone please let me know. But I think we're right on the outskirts, but we're close enough that everybody refers to it as low country. So that's just a Savannah fact brought to you by Rita Goodrow. But I found Rising Tide low country. I did exactly what I said. I followed them. I followed the organizer. I knew about their mission. I felt really comfortable engaging on their accounts, engaging on their stories. And I did this repeatedly. They didn't follow me back right away. They follow me now, but they didn't follow me back right away. But that was okay. That wasn't the point. (laughs) The point was I just wanted to keep letting them know that I support what they stand for. And by seeing what they posted and seeing who commented, right? Again, this is an organization. So kind of twofold. One, I was trying to speak to this group. Number two, the people who interact on that account who are members of Rising Tide Low Country are great fit people for the all-in-entrepreneur community. There are great fits for my workshops or my courses or my masterclasses, most of them, not everybody, but a majority. So when I could see what they posted, I also looked at the comments on those posts and saw who was active, who was commenting, who was engaging, and I could start conversations there. And then I could follow those people there, and then they followed me back. So I kind of had that happening simultaneously. That's kind of a side note. And that could have brought along a speaking engagement. But that was more like, oh, I'm starting to build my audience of people that could be potential clients. So that was happening while I was doing this. But for speaking purposes, 
It was about interacting and showing that I understood who their members were, that I understood what they stood for. I understood and that I was here and that I was being consistent. It wasn't just like a one-time comment and then disappear. I was engaging and commenting every day. And Annalise is our organizer. So Annalise, if I'm wrong (laughs) about how this all went down on your end, because I'm assuming, please let me know. And maybe I'll have you on on a future episode to like talk about it from your point of view. But I did. I engaged in all of that. Now, one day there was a story and they were doing a poll and they were asking people, what is the biggest challenge in your business right now? And all of the options that they gave were things that I coach clients on. So I was genuinely interested in the results of this poll. And I messaged, not only did I vote on the poll, but I messaged the account, the Rising Tide Low Country Instagram account. And I said, I would love to know the results of this poll whenever it's done. I think this was incredibly worded. I would love to know the results. Thanks so much for all you do. And I got a message back saying, absolutely. And then I got a follow. So by me asking that question, not just engaging and answering the question they asked, but by taking it an extra step and saying, I am interested in this. I would be interested in this research. They wondered why. I'm assuming Annalise out there, you wondered, who is this girl who cares what the answers to this are? And so I got a follow. I got, I think the follow came first, if I'm going to be honest. The follow came first. And then I got a message and it said, absolutely. And then I got another message and the message said, I've been looking at your account and I think you could be a really good speaker for one of these topics that we're having. And would you be interested? I'd love to talk to you about that. And so I messaged back and said, absolutely. We took that conversation deeper. I said, what are the topics that you're really hoping? The way Rising Tide works is they kind of have set topics every month through the national rising tide and then all the chapters have different speakers on these topics and they have virtual they have in person and all of this stuff but the point being we were in private message we moved that into private email i got very clear about their goals for who they were looking for and i suggested one of my talks that was in alignment with what they were hoping their members would achieve and i secured the speaking engagement that that's also kind of a side note when they came over to my Instagram account. So wherever it is that you are doing this, you have researched, you're following, you're engaging, you're interacting, and you're showing that you're interested on this higher level, make sure that the account that you have on this platform, so if it's Instagram, if it's LinkedIn, wherever it is, showcases you not only as an expert in what you do, but showcases you as a speaker. Make sure you have pictures of you speaking if you've spoken before. If you've never spoken to a group before, have video of you speaking, have lives that you're doing to the camera, have interviews where you've interviewed other people, have little video clips, have something that will make it easy for someone visiting your account to do this quick cursory look and click on a few things and hear, wow, they're entertaining, they're very educational, they are a value. And that's going to hook them to want to learn more and also make sure that your posts and your content are around the topics that you want to be known as an expert or an authority on. So having really good, active content, consistent content that also positions you not only as an expert and an authority, but as a speaker is really important when you're trying to pull people over to look at you, to want to consider you for a speaker. So when they came to my account, 
all of that was there. It made it very easy for them to figure out who I was, what I did. It all kind of clicked for why I would be interested in that information. They were able to easily see from my most recent posts, kind of my areas of expertise. I had a video. They started watching my stories, so they got to interact with me that way. And then, boom, got the speaking engagement. So then once I had the speaking engagement, I had to make sure I was leveraging that speaking engagement. So I talked about this in my last episode. If you haven't listened to the last episode about how to unlock the power of conferences and events and some really unexpected ways to approach speaking engagements, conferences, and events to get more opportunities that will really drive your business forward, hop back to episode 117. We're also going to be talking about this in my free three-part series that's coming up. So on February 28th at 12 p.m. is part two of my three-part series. It's completely free. If you missed part one, no worries. When you sign up for part two, you automatically get access to part one. And what we're diving into overall, the three-part series is called Get Hired by the Right People at the Right Rate. But part two is about getting in front of the right people in person, networking and speaking. And so we are going to dive into leveraging speaking more in that discussion. It's not a masterclass. It's not a webinar. It is a live facilitated conversation. It's very interactive and you will walk away understanding what you need to do to get in front of the right people in person. So that's happening February 28th. Go to the show notes and check out the link or go to readamimidoit.com slash gathering because I'm calling them gatherings because that's where they are, gathering all of us together for a really important conversation and join that. Even if you can't make it live on the 28th, you'll get the replay of that. And so if speaking is something that is really interesting you, you'll want to sign up for that and dive into that series. And definitely go back and listen to the last episode. But if you don't do any of that, here's kind of the Cliff Notes version of it all together. To leverage speaking, when you're speaking for free, you're really trying to build a relationship that will allow you to continue to nurture and grow that relationship. So what I'm trying to do when I speak is build enough trust that people want to continue to talk with me, that they give me the ability to add them to my email community because that is where I'm nurturing most of my relationships is in my email community. It makes sense, right? Platforms come and go. Email is something that I control and email is something that is personal and it gives me good data as a business owner. There'll be another episode about why email is not dead and why you really need to pay attention to it. But when I'm speaking, That's what I'm doing. But I'm not just saying, do you want to get on my newsletter list? (laughs) Nobody wants another newsletter. So I make sure that I always have a resource that takes what I'm talking about in that talk to the next step, the next level. For example, when I spoke at PodFest, I was talking about thought leadership and this three-part series around getting in front of the right people online, getting in front of the right people in person, having conversations with people who are ready to hire you. A lot of that has to do with that topic of thought leadership versus influencer culture, a new way of approaching your business. And that's what I was talking about at PodFest. So at the end of my talk, I said, and this is just a 30-minute talk, There's so much more to go into, especially as it pertains to social media and speaking, especially sales calls. And that's why I've created this free three-part series so that we can really dive into this in a deeper way. And I had a QR code up on the slide. And when they scanned the QR code, it took them to the registration page. And because people can get distracted, pull up the page, mean to register later, I gave an incentive. 
I said, if you register for this today, you're also going to get a workbook that will help you really create a very deep thought leadership strategy of your own before we ever get started. So that's what I did for that one. I have given 10 tips to take my topic further. I've given a free group coaching call. I've The thing is, is it's always whatever is truly, really needed for them to take the concepts that I talked about in that talk and go deeper with them. And so when I give a presentation, it's usually a piece of paper that's in front of them, not the QR code, but this was big enough. I had the QR code, but it's usually a piece of paper in front of them, a little half sheet of paper. And it says, what is your name? What is your email address? What was the number one thing you learned today? Like, what was your top aha moment or your top takeaway? Because that's very valuable to me. But also when I do outreach, it allows me to be very personal with them. Like, hi, Susie. I am so excited. You know, thank you for coming to my podcast presentation. I really love that you walked away feeling like XYZ is something that you're going to incorporate in your business right away. I'd love to know how is that going for you. That information not only helps you as a speaker and a person running a business, but it also helps you with that relationship building piece, which is part of leveraging your speaking engagement. So I always have that resource. You know, what's your name? What's your email? What's the top thing that you you took away today? And then number two says, would you like to keep in touch, including receiving my free dot, dot, dot? Or would you like to keep in touch, including participating in my free three-part series? Or would you like to stay in touch? So that's always that free resource that will allow them to go deeper. And they check yes, that they would like to receive that. And then depending on where I'm at in my business and my capacity and the space, and so this is a little more individualized, but I'll say, would you like to have a, a complimentary call to dot, dot, dot? It doesn't actually say dot, dot, dot on the form. It's always to help them with what we talked about. So let's say that I'm giving a talk on, I don't know, the relationship selling method. And I might say, would you like to stay in touch, including receiving my free 90-day sale strategy outline? And then I will say, would you like to have a complimentary call to review your 90-day sales strategy outline? We'll find your gaps, we'll strengthen up your strategy, and you'll be able to rock and roll with it. I mean, I don't say rock and roll, but you know what I mean. So that's what I'm putting on that form is it's always about what I'm talking about. If I just said, would you like to have a complimentary sales call or would you like to have a complimentary call to see if we are a good fit to work together? One or two people might want that. But remember, most of these people just met me. They just became aware of me and they're just at the beginning stages of building that trust and awareness and seeing that I'm credible and seeing that I'm an expert. Most usually they're not quite ready yet to have a sales call. And so they'll say, no, because they want to learn more. They want to consider more. They want to see, can I really help solve their problem? They want more of a time to see that it's going to be a good experience to work with me, right? Everything that I said at the beginning that they have to check off to be able to make that decision to hire me, to invest money in me they still need a little more time. So if I'm asking them if they want to have a call to hire me, they're not going to be ready for that yet. Most people will say, no, thank you. But if I keep it related to the talk that I'm doing, it moves them to that next stage of nurturing that relationship with me. I've spoken in front of them. Now they have a free resource to help them go deeper with it. And I have individual personal information that I can use whenever I follow up with them to send that free resource. So I don't just send a bulk email, again, depending on how many people, but you can also create templates that will take care of this as well. But it'll say, hey, Susie, like, thanks so much for attending my blah, blah, blah talk. I love how you walked away really deciding that you were going to incorporate XYZ in your business. I've attached my free 
123 that you requested. I'll be following up in a few days to make sure that it's easy for you to work through, but I'm sure if you do that, the thing that you referenced above, the thing I just referenced above, whatever that was that she said she was excited to walk away with, will really flesh out. You'll be able to implement that in a stronger way. I'm also looking forward to our complimentary call to discuss this further whenever you've completed it. I have a Friday or a Monday. Like I always propose two times. Side note, people are faster to respond back when you give them a choice and if you just give them a link. And if we can't find a time that works, then I give them a link. So all of that is a very long way of saying I walk away with the email address, usually permission to add them to my email list, but it's very specific to help them actually implement what I talked about, to have them talk to me one-on-one usually about what they learned so that we can really help them make the most of it. That helps build that trust. That helps them want to eventually have a call with me, usually, to talk about hiring me. I say usually because there are always exceptions to every rule. Some people are ready faster and some people never want to hire me, and that's okay. I get some forms back that say that aren't checked to receive the free resource or have a call with me, but they always have their top takeaway. So even then, I'll email them just to say, thank you for attending. I really loved this takeaway. If you ever change your mind and want to have a conversation about anything, here's a link, but I can't wait to hear how this goes for you. Take care. And I don't add them to my email list. It's just a personal email that I send to thank them for their time. And so how do I get these forms back? Because I'm telling you all, all the things I do, I usually say, everybody, there's this form in front of you, fill that out pass it up. So I do this between the talk and Q&A. I say, pass it back up when it's done. And I'm going to pick one winner. I'm going to pick one winner to win a $50 Amazon gift card or a $75, whatever, Visa gift card, whatever it is. What I don't give away is a free call with me. Because again, they might not be ready for that yet. That's not that true incentive. And if you think about it, every business needs to have a marketing budget. And I just allocate that. The prize that I'm giving away is part of my marketing budget. I'm marketing to get email addresses, right? But now I know because once I put these people in my email list, all of these attendees and participants into my email list, I tag them with where they came from. So I know they were at this presentation. This is a topic that is interesting to them. This is a challenge that they're having. This is a result that they're wanting. And then I'm able to really continue that relationship over time in a deeper way. The more I learn about them, the more I can do that and send them really what we call targeted emails. But really, in my mind, it's just personalized emails that are speaking to what they're hoping to hear about. So that's how I leverage my speaking engagements. When I speak for free, I'm always wanting to continue the relationship. And the way that it's continued is by me being able to email them and continue that conversation on a personal level about personal things and really help them implement the concepts that they learned at that event. Because if they're not able, most people who are at an event go home and get busy. And we all know the little workbooks and the sheets that we get whenever we do end up at the bottom of a pile and then you never actually take action on the things you learned. It sounded great until you got back to real life. That's what I want to not happen to people who are hearing me speak. If I'm able to actually help them implement this or think about it differently or get clearer on something, they are going to trust me more. They are going to feel more confident hiring me. So that's how I leverage my speaking engagements. Guys, that's really, these are clip notes. Obviously, there are more nuances. There's definitely different actions if it's going to be a paid speaking engagement. Depending on what your business is and what your goals are, there are going to be other actions. If you want to cold outreach to organizations to ask for a speaking engagement, 
that's different. But I'm talking about here just the things that are easier, that are more natural and organic. And exactly like I said, what allowed me to get a speaking engagement in Savannah in only two months. So to recap here, the top takeaways, the top lessons. Number one, make a decision. Make a decision that you will get a speaking engagement. That's a non-negotiable. It's a line in the sand. You will work it until it works. Whatever strategy you come up with to get that speaking engagement, you will work it till it works because there is no option not to. You keep, everybody goes, well, how long do I work this strategy, Rita? You work it until it works, period, because it's a non-negotiable. You have to keep going until you get the speaking engagement because you've made a decision that you will get a speaking engagement. So you make the decision and then you brainstorm all of the actions, right? And you make sure the actions are in alignment with your hopeful timeline, the outcome that you want. But then you detach. You detach from the how and the when and you just look at the actions and you show up and you take those actions consistently, repeatedly, full out, trusting that success is inevitable, success will come. Not worried if you're not seeing evidence that it's working. You just know it's going to come to you. It may come to you from the strategy you're implementing. It may come to you from some completely unexpected way, but that can't happen if you're not showing up and if you're not showing up and being visible to people. And that comes through the strategy that you're implementing. So you set those actions, but you detach from the how and the when. And then specifically, when we're talking about speaking, you have to research. Where are you looking to speak? What kinds of groups, associations, organizations, meetups, civic groups, places, spaces exist in the area where you're looking to speak? Do some research, find them. Then, depending on what your goals are for speaking, you can narrow them. You can narrow them down to your top, let's say, five to ten. Follow them on all the social media platforms. Read their websites. Really learn about them. Put Google alert, what are they called? Google mention alerts together so that if they're ever mentioned in an article, you'll know about them. You can stay on top of what's going on so that you can have real conversations. You can congratulate them. You can offer advice depending on whatever you're reading. Obviously, this is going to be depending on what you're seeing them post or whatever they've been mentioned in, all of that. But You're following them to deepen that relationship with them, to learn more about them, to go deeper, to engage, 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 share, spotlight, engage, engage, share, spotlight, interact, engage. I could keep repeating this. It's just over and over and over again. And then at a certain point, guys, I will say this. If they haven't followed you back, if you've been engaging and they haven't really interacted with you, then the last that there is, and this is something we can talk about, and maybe I'll talk about this in a future episode. Join the free gathering and bring this up if this is of interest to you on February 28th or email me and tell me you can't be there live, but you want me to go into this in the gathering on February 28th. Remember, head to the show notes to sign up for that. And I will. But what happens if you do all of this and they're not doing what happened to me with Rising Tide? They're not writing back. They're not following you back. They're not saying, hey, we think you would be incredible. I can talk to you about what you do to open that conversation. But it's much easier to open that conversation if you've been doing all of these things, right? Also, side note, follow the people who are not only just following those accounts, but who are being active and engaging and interacting. See who they tag in photos. Follow those people. Those people are very active and you want to speak to the members of these organizations because they could be potential business. So why not follow those people directly? That's kind of a side note, right? Then make sure your own social media platforms, wherever you're doing this, your profiles on Meetup, whatever it is that people will see as you're showing up when they go to check you out, that 
they are strong, they are solid, they are consistent, they are recent. They showcase you as an expert. They showcase you as an authority. They showcase you as a speaker. They showcase you as a speaker, expert authority on the topics that you kind of want to be talking about to this group, the topics that they might be the most interested in, yes, but more importantly, what you really want to be known as an expert or an authority on. If that turns out not to be what they want to speaker on, then you're not really a good fit and that's okay. But your social media accounts need to share all of that. And when you do get a speaking engagement, I want you to be ready to leverage it. But the most important thing you can do is remember where people are at in the client journey. They're usually just becoming aware of you, meaning Yes, while trust and all of that can build pretty quickly when people are seeing you speak, especially seeing you speak in person, chances are they're not ready yet to hire you. So that call to action from the speaking engagement really needs to be something that allows them to go just to the next stage of nurturing the relationship. So the more that you can make that relevant to what you were talking about, another resource to help them go deeper, getting information about their takeaways from it so that you can have a personalized individual conversation about that. Ask them more questions. Get curious. Really get to know. Offer them a call, if that makes sense, but a call to discuss the free resource to make sure they were able to work through it, that they were able to use it, that they understand the concepts, that they are able to implement them, take action on them, because that's the way they're really going to see you as credible. That's the way they're going to see you as an authority. That's the way they're going to trust you. That's the way they're going to like you. So think about that and have the resources there to allow that to happen. And it's okay to incentivize it. It's okay to offer a prize, but don't make that prize the call with you. Make that prize something that's really going to be interesting and exciting to them to want to. It can be books. It can be whatever. But just make sure it's exciting to them and it's not just another way to promote yourself. And then make sure you do follow up. Follow up with everyone timely within 24 hours. Send those emails, have those conversations, move things to the next level, follow up, follow up again. All of these next stages and how to do the cold, you know, email outreach, what to do if someone you're interacting and you're showing up and they're not writing back, all of that. We can talk about that in future episodes and we can also talk about that again in February 28th gathering. So if you show up and ask these questions or email me and say, I won't be there live, Rita, but I would love for you to talk about this. I will. So hopefully you found this helpful to be really solid advice if you're wanting to secure speaking, and I mean free speaking, as a way to build your business, to get potential clients and to increase your revenue from the clients that you're securing from the speaking engagements. So basically, again, if you want to secure speaking opportunities to grow your business, take this advice to heart. If you have any questions about it, let me know. This is exactly, though, how I got that speaking engagement in less than two months of moving to Savannah. And when when people say about how far in advance did you start, because I said before I moved to Savannah, I started a lot of the social media interaction weeks, a couple weeks, maybe a month, not much longer. So Technically, I guess we could say within three months (laughs) because of when I really started the strategy. But really, they weren't going to consider me until I was actually in Savannah. So within two months of moving to Savannah, that's how I got the speaking engagement. And I have gotten much more. I got featured in an article for the same exact reason. Featured. The article was about me (laughs) being a hidden gem of Savannah because of doing that. Within like a month of moving to Savannah, I was already considered a hidden gem. I secured even more speaking engagements that are coming up. There's there's some stuff I can't announce yet, but it's all from still implementing the strategy. This isn't a strategy that I did and it's done. I'm still doing this every day. 
So guys, I can't wait to see what you do. I can't wait to talk to you on February 28th. And I can't wait to see you on next week's episode of the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It Show. And my goal is to share this business-boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser-focused and go all-in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to RitaMamieDoIt.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.